Hello and welcome to Should I Get Bangs. I am your host, Julia Rossi. And today's guest is honestly, I just, I really, first of all, I enjoy her in person and on the internet so much. She has a podcast called Steph Infection. She's been on Comedy Central. Please welcome to the show. Steph Tolev. Hello. There she is. I like saying my own name. It's fun. Isn't it fun? I like, it takes the pressure off me. I don't know. It does. I have a problem pronouncing a lot of people's last names. Oh my God, me too. And I have to say it five times and I feel weird about it. And then I get so overwhelmed with wanting to pronounce it correctly that when I'm bringing somebody on stage, I always ultimately say it wrong. Oh yeah. Because then you re-say it 400 times and you're like, Kiki, and you're like, it's Clarence. Like, why are you saying it? Like, it's not the name at all. It's like Smith. I'm like, smithereens. They're like, that's not the name. You know what my name is. (laughs) You know, it's very, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna fan out on you for a second and say you are one of the only people, I wouldn't say only, but you know, a lot of people do character videos online and it's like, put away the wig, but your stuff mm-hmm. is so good. I can't even keep up with how many videos you make. I make too many and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'm realizing. It's not helping grow my audience. <laughs> I really thought it was going to because I watched everybody else skyrocket in the pandemic and I'm not moving. I'm literally like, I'm not moving. I, I, I have been the same spot and that's where I am now. So I'm like, are they funny videos? I don't know anymore. Cause I don't get like, I get like comics think they're funny and like people uh-huh. see them, but like, I'm not, it's not getting to a wider audience. So based on numbers, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking based on numbers. numbers and views. And it's like, and I don't know, like, so I started doing these videos with this porn star and like, also thank you. But also I started it in sketch and improv. So not mm-hmm. a lot of people know that. So I think I started doing like stupid shit and then I got into stand up. Um, but yeah, I oh a lot of people have been doing some bad content out here. Oh yeah, year. a lot oh, of people. Are... Like, sorry, not everyone can do sketch. I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm not out there doing theatrical acting because I can't act. So I do a wig and a mustache. We're not doing this for <laughs> scene. Like this, I know what I can do and I do what I can know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> making any sense right now. Wait, you said you've been doing videos of the porn star. So yeah, I started doing videos of this porn star, Samantha Mack. She's great. Uh, and like the first one we did went crazy viral. We had like, I think we're at like four point something million views on TikTok. And then I just posted one today and it's like bombing. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, it doesn't matter what I put out. I'm like, maybe if I go this route, like people like it's funnier and it's different. And there's like a porn star involved. So I thought that would be a hit a whole nother, you know, region of people. And it's not. So it's like, it doesn't matter. I think the internet knows when you're thirsty. Mm Mm-hmm. And it punishes you for wanting it too bad because there have been things that I've posted embarrassingly being like, oh, wait, I'm going to wait till this perfect time. I'm going to wait prime time scrolling hour. Boom. Crickets. And then something that's just dumb and mindless. People love it. And it's just there's too much content. There's just too many. I mean, nothing hurts my feelings more than when I put a cute photo up and it's no one cares. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. And like, I, I, I just, I know. And I'm like, and I don't post a lot of like, like you, like, I don't think we post a lot of revealing or like bikini pics. I did put a swimsuit pick up this week. Did you? I'm, I'm, not- I'm literally going to have to assume. So I'm like, I, and it's so sick. It, it does do way better. Mine didn't do as well as I thought it was going to do. <laughs> I thought it was going to do a lot better. I thought I looked real cute. I mean, it did fine. And it's so funny because if I were to say this to my sister, who's like got a private account with, you know, 200 followers, she's like, what are you talking about? You got 400 li-, like, you know, but because <laughs> like, likes are infinite, 
Yeah. It's really fucked us up. But I put up the swimsuit yes. photo. I'll be completely honest. One, I thought I looked cute. And two, uh, I was kind of feeling depressed this week. And I was like, let me like celebrate myself. Yes. I don't know. No, and it's, I don't know. You know, that's true. You should celebrate yourself and celebrate your body and, and like realize that you're a fucking babe and not, you know, it's very hard to have Instagram and not feel like you're a pile of shit all the time. Yeah, I'm waiting for the day. I keep imagining this day where I don't need to have it. And then I see people thriving who don't have it, who aren't. It's not like they got famous and they got rid of it. They never had it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what the... I don't know. I don't know. I, I And it's like this year has totally... Everything's been crazy. And I'm just like, you know, there's one person, not going to say their name. You don't know them. But very attractive comedian. And every one of her videos goes viral. And I'm like, well, is it because I, I'm in a mustache or is it because they go to look at my page after and go, oh, she's fine. Like, I'm not saying I'm ugly, but it's like, I'm not like, I'm not classically like what the, I, I'm, look, I'm fine. I get laid. I'm not over here complaining. <laughs> looks, look, I get my tits sucked. I don't tell you. They get me sucked. But I'm just like, I, I feel like my online persona, I'm just not like, I'm a bit aggressive and I'm not like the classically like, Oh, look at her. She's hot. Like girls are like, the fuck's her problem? Guys are like, she's scaring me. So it's like a weird, like, but you know what though? There's an audience for everyone. And I think the trick is figuring out what that audience is. And yeah, mine's very niche and they all live in the cave and they don't have the they- <laughs> So I'm going to have to go find some cave people and go entertain them live. Well, first, first of all, off pod, I want you to text me this person's videos so I can go judge myself. I will. I will. And two, um, speaking of getting laid, <laughs> I know that is what you wanted to talk about, which I got to be honest with you. It's so interesting because this is episode 26. And shockingly, no one's really had like a sex related thing yet well because you asked me uh what like the question was what what's something a major breakdown i had yeah breakdown or breakthrough yeah Yeah. so i was really thinking about it i'm like i want to have something that like made sense and it's like i'm always having like mini breakdowns all the time like of course Uh, my faith like this whole career like of course since i started doing comedy this whole life this whole life human we chose, yeah, human, and then adding on top of comedy is so fucking psychotic. Like, and I'm sure your your sister probably has a normal job, right? Like a normal job, a normal life. She's she's a therapist. She actually comes on the show. She might come on the end of the show. Sometimes I have her come on at the end and like give a little, like she'll listen to the episode and then give her expert mental oh. health insight. But she's also a uh, uh, she also does extra work as like her hobby. Oh, she likes so she's, it. She's like a foot in the bit. She likes like dabbling. Like she likes being like, I was on set with George Clooney. I played bowler number seven, you know, like it's really, (laughs) yeah. Back of head 45. It was great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think my biggest, I guess, breakdown and kind of breakthrough combo was uh, when I moved out to Los Angeles. So I had always lived in Toronto my whole life. You were born in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised Toronto, never went away for school, was always in Canada Parents were close by, all my close friends, sisters close by. And then uh, getting the green card is such a situation. It cost me $15,000. They can <gasps> deny you. Oh, yeah. They can deny you. Guess what? Money? Bye-bye. You don't get that back. That goes to the government now. So it was like the pressure of getting it. The pr- You had to hand in like a folder that was like fucking seven, Wait, seven years thick. Like, Can I ask a couple questions? Yes, please. That? You're paying the U.S. government or Canadian? U.S. government and you're paying oh. where? So it's a bunch of fees. So it's, I applied to be an extraordinary, 
like a extraordinary person. That's what my thing was. So I have to prove that I'm going to come here and not steal work from Americans, but that I will give back and I will like, you know, that's it, literally a category. Yes. Extraordinary, extraordinary, extraordinary performer person. Yes. So it was like, and, and you got labeled that you won. I mean, after, after a lot of like, well, also I've been doing comedy. I'm coming up my 20, 20 years, 20 years. I'm not a newbie. I've been doing this for a long fucking time. So I started when I was 18 years old. So I've been, I did it for a long time. So I had a lot of credits and a lot, and I, of yeah. course, I did sketch as well. So I had all my sketch accolades and my stand-up accolades. So my, my folder was even bigger than most people's. Cause it was just like, I had all the shit did improv for years. So I had all this fucking shit. Um, then I moved out here and then, you know, it, it's the whole small fish and big pond, whatever fucking bullshit. But it was like, I was yeah. with my friends. We were all splitting a one bedroom apartment. Um, and I was living on their couch. When and, was this? Uh, six years ago. Okay. I just moved out here January 4th. Uh, I remember the exact date. And I got out of here and I was like, all right, LA, here we go. And it was just immediately, everything was so fucking hard. I could not get an apartment. There's no cross border credit checks that no one tells you about. I could not open a bank account. Nothing was working. I had no money. I had to keep getting my parents to like get their buddy who works at the bank to get my Canadian money to wire it over to my friend's American account. And she'd take it out for me from the ATM. Every place I applied for, they're like, what's your credit score? I'm like, my credit score is great. And I'd send them my Canadian's credit score. I was like, what the fuck is this? I can't use this. I'm like, but I've never, I've never had bad credit. They're like, you have no credit. We can't help you at all. So I had to get it. Like initially, eventually I had to get my parents' friends to co-sign a fucking lease with me. You're like psychos. I was like, I'm not going to get a fucking thing. Begged the guy at Bank of America. I went to four fucking banks. So here I finally get to Bank of America. It's like the same. I had a bicycle too. I didn't have a fucking car at this point. I'm sweating. I walk in the one at fucking uh, uh, Vermont and Prospect. I fucking love this guy. I can't remember his name. I was like obsessed with him. I went in and I just like started crying. So you came like, I just need a bank account. And he's like, what am I? I have money, I swear. And he's like, Okay, when I point to this number, tell me, just nod your head that you, you have that. So he's like, you make this much money, right? I went, uh-huh. He goes, well, then you welcome to Bank of America. And I was like, <gasps> I, he was so fucking kind. Like, there's just how long, you didn't know how about. long did you have to live here in order to get a bank account? Uh, I think I had like five, six months. I, I could not open an account. It was mental. I had no mail because I was living with my friends because of my first move out here. Because I'm like, I'll stay with them for like a couple weeks. No, it turned into like two and a half months because I couldn't fucking get an apartment. And Shit. it was like- a roommate uh, was going to live with me. Then she went away. And then I was just like, I just became like, and then I'm going to, I would borrow their car and I'd go to the improv mic every Sunday night and I'd sit in the fucking back corner and I never got pulled. Not one fucking time, like five because months. Because you had to put your straight. hand. So for anyone listening, who's not a comedian or knows comedy, because basically you would put your name in a hat. Yes. Put your name in a hat. And I sit and I'm like, they, are they like, did I fold it wrong? Like, how am I? I'm always like, again, probably one of the only women in there not getting pulled. And I'd sit there from like 7 PM to like midnight in the back, like waiting, 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 waiting. I'd get, I'd leave, not get pulled. I'd get my friends. The area we live in is actually, I live down the street, but now no parking. So I would drive around for an hour to two hours when I got back from the not getting on the mic. And I would end up putting my like hazards on in the street and crying and like falling asleep in their car. Uh. It, was, it was so fucked up. And it was like, also I came from like headlining in all over Canada. And like, I was on hold for an NBC pilot. That's the main reason I moved out here. So I was like, Ooh, I'm coming in hot. And then I'm like, I'm a fucking nobody. I'm a fucking loser. I can't open a bank account. I have no fucking home. I'm sleeping on, I called it the pit where I slept. It was this disgusting couch that they found on the fucking street. Every morning I'd wake up and sniff my underwear because I didn't have anything clean. I was like, I can't live like this. So I just became like, 
I, I would try any ways to like, you know, make me feel something. So like the first two years of living here, I just felt so unsettled and I felt so lonely and I couldn't get like a boyfriend. So I just started like going crazy on Tinder. Like I'm talking like my, I think third week here I had, I had a, I pretty much had a threesome with these, with these two guys. Okay. I'll explain the threesome. It was like, <laughs> wait, I'm like, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause you're about to get into such a salacious story. And I'm like, so was the pilot you were on hold for in LA? Yes, it was. It was like an NBC sketch pilot. <laughs> yes. Okay. That, like, I came out here thinking that like everyone from NBC loved me and it was going to be this huge ordeal. And then like, obviously all those things kind of fall through and nothing really happened with it. Uh, everyone that worked on it did get fired. So I was like, well, this is a nightmare. Um, but it was like, you know, it, it just, everything came at once. And like, you know, moving, I've never been away from my family for this long or been like starting, like it's, it, you really do start again. It doesn't matter. How, like I, I did just for last five times when I moved here. Everyone's like, what have you done? I'm like, just for laughs. And no one gave a shit. I was like, I have fucking four TV tapings in Canada. No one gives a fuck. I'm still lining up at the store. I'm lining up at the improv, signing up for the mics, being like, you know, hi, I'm funny. I'm no one cares. Whatever. That's fine. You get, you get past that. But it's like that on top of the fact that I'm not seeing my family. I'm not seeing any of my close friends. Mm-hmm. And you're sleeping in this pit. I'm sleeping in this pit. I have no life. Finally get an apartment. At this point though, I have no furniture. I had like, I had like an air mattress in my room. It was disgusting. Working like, th- so I didn't have a job because I, my green card didn't come through until the second year I lived here. So I was on a thing called the um, EAD, which is like a work visa. So I couldn't work legally. So I had to work under the table. So I was a fucking Are you serious. Yes. So I was a nanny for the first year. I lied and said I could be a nanny. And this fucking kid was a pile of shit. Uh, and I, the dad was filming me, did not know the dad was filming me. He had a nanny cam and I would like, I would bike there because I didn't have a fucking car. So I'd bike there and he'd leave and I would be me and her. She was like two or something. And I would just change in front of her because my, out of my bike clothes. Cause I'd be scared to like leave her. <gasps> I, I don't know how kid works. So I'd be staring at her nonstop. And then I got fucking canned. Cause he said, I was like, I don't know what he said. One time she had a tantrum and was hitting me and I just sat there and watched her do it. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this fucking kid? Like, anyways, he, she was so spoiled and bad. He ghosted me for a sign of ghosting. I like text. I'm like, Hey, am I coming in next week? Never heard from him again. I'm like, okay. And that was like my main source of income. Then I started catering and doing like a lot of, wait, 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 I have to back up. There's like so much. So- How did you know he was taping you? Because hit my other friend, another comedian was working for another, um, a uh, guy who babysat around the corner. And she's like, oh, I heard you got fired. And I was like, I didn't know got fired. I got ghosted. She's like, yeah, apparently he saw the way you reacted one time when she had, I'm like, what do you mean saw the way I reacted? And she was like, oh, and I'm like, are you fucking with me right now? I'm like, he was fucking filming me. She's like, he didn't tell you he had a nanny cam? I'm like, I wouldn't have fucking changed my clothes in the middle of the fucking living room in front of, it was like, my, I was still in the underwear and a bra or whatever. But I was like, what? I would go to the bathroom with the door open because I was so, I, was, I never had a kid before. So I'm staring at them nonstop being like, is she breathing? Is she okay? So I'd like shit and piss the door open to watch her. I'd make her sit in the hallway. He was so paranoid. You know what I mean? I was like great. I was a crazy person, but I was like, <sighs> I, I took good care of this kid. I would never fucking anything happen to her. And I was like, so that was a goddamn nightmare. And then he never talked to me. I never like heard from him again. I'm like, okay. And then I was, uh, I also just horrific. can't believe that you can't get a job of any sort for a year. So like when people get mad at immigrants, cause you're technically, isn't it funny that you're, this I is, technically I hope, immigrant, yes. you're an immigrant, even though you speak English, which I think people usually associate with being an immigrant and also it's Canada, but like yes. you're technically an immigrant and you can't get a job. And then people get mad at immigrants for like living off of the government or like, it's so fucked up how and it's like, we're trying. It's yeah, not you're, like they're we're making it so hard. hard for you to thrive. Yeah. Literally we're trying to fucking get a job. 
I had a horrific catering gig with this coked out caterer who like my buddy John got cut really badly. And like, I saw the inside of his arm by a piece of glass. So I rushed in the hospital and on the way out, the caterer was like, just put, don't say workers comp. I'll pay for the whole thing. Guy ends up fucking him over. John ends up paying like five grand. Cause he won't cover it. It's this whole situation. I'm like, I can't work for this guy anymore. He's a piece of shit. Then I worked at this, I like so many under the table things. I almost sold my fucking panties. I got like this fucking close to selling them. Like no. I, it was, uh, I was about to, and then I ended up getting a check that came in from something from five fucking years ago. And I was like, wait, what? It was an insane thing. But anyway, yeah, the universe saved you. Not that there's anything yes. wrong. If anyone online listening sells their panties and they want to cool, but it sounds like Steph did not want to. I, you know, honestly, like you make more good money and at, at the point where I was like, <laughs> I, it's like 50 bucks a pair you can make. And I was like, well, then I'll be fucking shipping them off. I don't give a fuck. But back to the whole. So at this point, my mental state was so unwell. I was drinking yeah. heavily and I was mm. the feeling of absolute loneliness had taken over at this point. And I was like, I feel like shit. I had like, I left a weird relationship in Toronto and that I had not gotten over properly or thoroughly dealt with. So I'm like, maybe if I just fuck a bunch of people, that'll make me feel better. And it was just like, I was fucking like, I'd get blackout and I'd go straight to these people's houses. I wouldn't even meet them in public. I would be like, it was psychotic. And there was like a few times where I, I was like in danger. Like I was like, I shouldn't have done this. Like there was a couple times where I'm like, wow, I don't remember his name. I don't remember where he was. I don't like, did we use a condom? Like it was like really fucking bad. Oh God, yeah. stuff. No, it was bad. And I was like, I, I didn't know. I think finally one of my friends was like, I think you have a sex addiction. And I was like, what? And then I was like, fuck, I think I've, I do. Like, I think I was just trying so hard to like find happiness in something. And, and, and some part of my brain was like, this will make you feel better. This will help you get over whatever you're going through right now. But it was like, yeah. Oh yeah. The, so the threesome I had, so this is like literally third week into LA. I match with the guy in Bumble. I meet him at the rainbow room. I get, I show up and it's him and his buddy. I'm like, what's this guy doing here? He's like, oh yeah, it's my friend. He's just going to hang out. And I was like, okay. We end up going to fucking, what's the place down the street with a bull? Oh, Saddle Ranch. Saddle Ranch. We go to Saddle Ranch. I'm doing cocaine with a $5 Canadian bill in the bathroom. We go back to their Airbnb. There's one room with like a little side room that's open. I have sex with one guy. Go to go to the bathroom. The other guy's like, just sit on my face. And I'm like, what? He's like, you don't have to do anything. And I'm like, well, all right. And just sat on this other guy's face, like a psychopath. And then went back to the room, did a bunch more cocaine, wake up the next morning, lost my cell phone, have no idea where I am. Had to walk <gasps> two and a half hours back to my friends. because I didn't have like Uber or anything. No. And I only knew how to get home because I knew that she lived by the observatory. So I just kept asking people where the observatory was. I was like deep, deep, deep in Koreatown. Like I was down, down, down. Oh yeah. So, and that was like the start of like, Ooh, this is fun. And then I just kind of like it really propelled from there on. I wonder if these two guys showed up together thinking it would be a threesome. They must have. Disgusting Australians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're great, but these two were not. Uh, and then the worst thing was he immediately, um, he followed me on Instagram at night when I got home to like show my friends how hot he was, he blocked me. So I felt, I was like, oh, okay, I'm trash. I'm fucking trash. But you're not trash. He probably blocked you because he probably had some sort of weird dude shame about whatever they did and yeah i mean wh whatever i don't i don't even know the guy's name but it was just like i it just became a thing where i would just go on tinder looking for and like every first date was sex like it was never like and in knowing that i'd be like oh yeah and, and like i'd be like pretty blunt about it and like go right to these dates and like usually get their buzzed or like like half in the bag 
Like I would never show up sober these dates. I'd be get there and I'd be already like, uh -huh, and then like, oh yeah, unsafe. I can't believe I'm like fucking lucky that I don't have something. Like I know I have a high sex drive anyways, but I think at, at this point it was just like, it became way worse than I thought. And I just did not have time to like, I didn't, I should have had a therapist first of all, to like discuss something very hard to get a therapist. Very fucking hard. I've been on a wait list now for going on five months with the place in LA. It's like the lower cost one, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll sign up for this. Did like a intake with this guy. I haven't heard anything back. I don't know what's going on. I emailed them like two months ago. Like, oh yeah, you're still on the wait list. Don't you worry. There's a couple people in front of you. I'm like, what? When, when is this? What? I mean, that is, it's so sad. It is sad. Is it easier in Canada to find a therapist? Uh, I think I never tried because I felt like I like in Canada, I never, I also didn't have, there's so much more worry about out here. Like I'm scared living in America. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but like I was, no. I never was scared in Canada. I would bike home alone four or five in the morning, walk home, home alone. Never. I have pepper spray and a taser on me now. Is Canada but, pretty safe? Yeah. Still? Yeah. And so why, you know, I, I mean, why I ask every Canadian who lives here, why do you, why do you live here? It's, it's, uh, it literally is the industry. That's it. Yeah. And my career has done exponentially better since I've moved here, like way better. Um, in Canada, I feel like, uh, they kind of pick their favorites and that's their favorites. They have a, a tight little group and that's, those are the ones that they hone and they harness. I feel like and it's like, I guess this is an example so cheesy, but it, it makes sense. In Canada, there's only like six pieces of pie. We're all trying. It's like just for laughs. There's like a couple other comedy festivals. Now there's more things filming, but it was just these, these things. Like you, and then like in the States, it's like there's a million pieces of pie. Like to, this week alone, I've already sent out, I think, maybe 10 self-tapes. I have another one over the weekend. It's like I never had this many auditions in Canada or like they, uh, there's just a piece for everybody. There's, a, there's so many different things happening and so, like in every realm. So it's like, and like, they like you, I feel like out here they like using different people or like a different look. Like in Canada, it seemed very like, you know, all our commercials are the same people you see. Like you, if you, if I go home right now, I'll see the same four people that I've seen in commercials since I was in high school, the same. Mm. So it's like, you know, out here, you don't see the same people in the same commercial. Like you'll see a commercial that, for, like, Oh, is that so-and-so in this one? And then you won't see, them again for like years in a commercial because they give so many people like a chance or something. I'm not sure exactly how to explain it, but yeah, I mean, living wise, I would ideally like to move back to Canada at some point and live like live there. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, and I, I assume this is the trade-off for a lot of people who immigrate here, depending like, you know, obviously if someone is leaving a country because of violence or it's it's a worse country that's different mm -hmm. but i do feel like it does suck when the only reason someone is moving here is for work opportunity yes and not because they like the country better or the people better or anything which is it's sad i think now i'm at the point that where i do i love the people out here like i love the comedians Right. Yeah. People, I'm trying, I'm trying to like them. And I, the, the weather has now like, yeah, I, I can't go back and live in fucking snow. That's bullshit. So, so with the sex addict thing to go back to that. So when, what was the, what did it take for things to change? 
I, I think it really took, I had a couple friends that were like, I guess they had spoken to each other and they were like, we need to say something to her. And I'm fucking glad they did. And I think even my sister was like, I think you may have a problem here. And I think it took me to really, I think I had a scare too. I thought, uh, I thought I had AIDS. So that kind of really, I, mean, I over, I have an AIDS phobia. It's a whole thing, but like, I really, that kind of pushed me. And I, I thought I had, uh, something else. I can't remember what was syphilis or something. Um, or herpes. I thought I had something. So th- when I think I had like a long sit at the clinic and I was like, huh. And I like, I have a list on my phone of the guys that I sleep with, like a psychopath. And I just looked back at the list and I was like, hmm, this has been updated quite rapidly since I moved out here. Like yeah, a big chunk of people. And the worst thing is I can even show you the list. The worst thing is half of them don't even have names. They're just an emoji or they're like a term. Cause I had forgotten <laughs> their names. Like this is not even a joke. Like no one can see this, but this is my fucking list. Like it's not, it's not short. It's not a short list, but some of them just like one just has like, okay, this is like PTSD, the ball. One's like clown room. Like it's like, it's not some of them. Wait, aren't PTSD, like, wait what is it? Oh, this guy had a really bad ball. But one just says gross Jew, which is horrible. But I remember that night, that night was so bad. It was a, such a bad night. And like, I ended up losing my wallet and my green card was in it. And I thought, I lost my green card and it was like, he was super gross and super aggressive and like made me feel sick. There were so many nights where like, I just finally had like all these flashbacks of all these bad nights. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I feel, yeah. gross. I think I finally realized I'm like, this is not making me happy. Did it make you, how did it make you feel though in the moment? Because, you know, with addiction of any kind in the moment, something does feel good, whether it's like helping you forget or an escape or or Mm -hmm. what was it for you? Well, there was one major incident that I think was the crux of the whole thing. I almost got uh, sexually assaulted one night by a guy who I was not on a date with. I went to pick up weed from this one guy and then his friend was there and it was this whole weird situation, but he was like giving me attention. I was like, oh, he's kind of cute, whatever. And then like one thing turned to another and uh, he like kind of dragged me up into this hill in Silver Lake. And was like, you got to see the view up here. And I'm like, what? And then we get up there and it was, uh, there was like a bunch of like cardboard boxes that had been broken down. And I was like, oh, is this where you bring your victims? Like as a joke. And then all of a sudden he pushed me to the ground and, was like, <gasps> me, and I was like, oh my God. Uh, and then he fingered me so badly that um, it bled. Like he scraped me like horribly. Uh, and then in this whole, as this was happening, I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, convinced myself I had put myself in the situation because I had been doing all this crazy shit. I ended up getting away. Um, worst part was I told his friend and he's like, oh yeah, he has PTSD from the war. So I go, so he rapes people. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That's not acceptable. And like, I mean, cause that is assault. It is assault. No, I was assaulted. And like, I was about to go to Canada to headline this big club. And I was like, I can't deal with this right now. Cause I like, I, I remember at the time, I think I was also staying with, uh, Robbie Hoffman and her girlfriend at the time. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not. And they're like, call the police stuff. You have to report this man. And I was like, I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to BC. Like I have to go right now. So it was like, it was really, but I think that whole, that whole experience was like, okay, let's, even though I wasn't like on a date with this guy, whatever, I was like, men are bad. People are bad. Like I got, I think I got lucky by having all these like other experiences that were like, some were weird. Like some guys made me hold their guns after sex. Like there's some, a lot of weird shit that I've dealt with, but this was like the first time I was fucking scared. And I'm like, no, this, we need to realize now that I think I've been putting myself even in danger as well which is like a fucked up thing to think about when you're addicted to something, you're not thinking about like, Ooh, what if this guy hurts me? It's like, Oh no, I can get hurt. And it's like, the, I don't know if you've ever had this. I'm sure you have like growing up, 
I was, I was a really tough girl and I'm like played sports. I played like fucking football and shit. I was like, whatever. I was a tough girl. No one's going to fuck with me. And then I, you, I always said, I'm never going to get raped. It's never going to happen to me. I'll fight back. No, that's not how, what happens. Your body goes fucking numb. You tell you, it, it literally, I lied there and I went, I'm getting raped. Uh, let's deal with it when we like, as it comes like, that's like, I couldn't even like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but you, you just, I always told myself growing up, it would not be like that. Is this a comedy podcast? Because this is not funny. It's a, <laughs> the most it's a comedy and mental health this podcast. This is the most and, unfunny I've ever been in my life. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. And we can edit out anything you oh, want. Oh, no, no. I don't, I I'm, I'm totally fine. I, I would love this guy to fucking hear any of this because uh, he fucked me up for a long time. Um, but yeah, you, 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 you numb. You go numb and it's like really fucked up and it took takes a while to get back out of that. But yeah, I, I, I luckily got away and it was just, it was just the scratch. He didn't like no dick, nothing. Like it was just his fingers. I ended up like, yeah. But isn't it, it it's so infuriating on so many levels because, uh, and I don't, I don't even know if I can verbalize what I'm trying to say, but like, so you said earlier, you're like, you know, I'm a, I have a high sex drive. And like, when you are, we're taught such mixed things when we're younger, right? It's like being a sexual human as a woman is bad and it makes mm -hmm. you a slut, mm -hmm. but then also you're sort of taught indirectly that sex is all about pleasing men, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's like, of course, of course you're going to have a fucked up, I, I, I guess addiction or like, I am not surprised by the story mm -hmm. because the messages are so confusing. And then on top of it to just, have to surrender to this person essentially because you almost felt like it was your fault for putting yourself in the yeah. situation. Yeah. I mean, whether somebody's been legit pushed to the ground, assaulted, or has been in a situation where they're with a guy, they're on a date, they don't really like him, but they're like, whatever, I'll just hook up with them. And then mm -hmm. in the middle of hooking up, they're like, I'm not really enjoying this, but I'm just going to like keep going through with it because we're already here. Like, even that is. It's just such a fucked up way of socializing girls. Yes. And like, this would never happen if it was reversed ever. Like no, no. guy would be like, Oh, what's like, that's, it's not. And I think I was like really in this headspace too. Cause like I had come out of a really fucked up, like three year on and off weird relationship with the guy who was saying it wasn't a relationship. And I was like, hey, we have matching tattoos. What? And I got like really fucked. You had up. matching tattoos. I'm getting, I'm in the, the midst of getting it covered up right now. Yeah. I'm, I, he I has a matching tattoo. tattoo with you. And he said he wasn't in a relationship. And now he's happily, doesn't matter. I hate him so badly. Uh, and it's also like, I'm like, I hate the fact too, that I let somebody fuck me up that much mentally. Like I just felt like, I was constantly like trying to like, do you like me? Do you like me? And then it was just like, it was such, it was like years of like one night loves you one night. You're nobody next mm. night. Your buddies next night loves you again. It's like, uh, this is so crazy. So I think it had mentally just really fucked with my emotions and like who I was and what my worth was, I guess is what I kind of felt coming out of it. It's like, I feel like I'm trash and maybe that's why I'm treating myself like this and like having a bunch of one night stands and like, you know, you, and it's like, I, I hate to say that, but like it is, it's still that like mentality where like, Oh, you're going to fuck on the first day. What kind of girl are you? Like, and it's like, sometimes I'm just fucking horny. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You. Like you, but you know, maybe you don't know in the moment. And then I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. I don't think I verbalized it the way I wanted to. Like there is nothing wrong. If you want to have sex on the first date, mm -hmm. if you want to have sex with a lot of people, if you want to have a bunch of partners, if you want to not learn their name, there's nothing wrong with that. 
when it is a issue is if you feel bad about yourself mm-hmm. or the person is making you feel bad or it, it you know like it, it's the same as i mean i hate to use this example because it's terrible but it's the only thing that's coming to my head it's like eating right there's nothing wrong if you want pizza every day you want to eat a whole pizza every day fucking go for it it's your body but if you're starting to have like constant diarrhea yeah and it hurts and it doesn't feel good, then it's like, well, maybe I have a problem with the pizza, you know, terrible analogy, but it's all I can think of. So I think that's what I was trying to say is like, you know, no, I don't think you're being offensive about it. Yeah, no, I I think, I think like, it's like, there's nothing, no, but I'm trying to explain it. I think also for myself, because I haven't had, I mean, I've gone through promiscuous I even hate that fucking word. I've no, gone through active yes, okay, phases, okay. <laughs> active, and uh, I had one active phase right before I met my current partner. That was like a very joyful active phase. Mm-hmm. That was like an empowering, like you know, let me let me really have let me like be free and da 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 and whatever because I'd gone out of a bad relationship. But then I had an active phase years before that, that was definitely, I thought it was a joyful thing, but in retrospect, everyone I was with wasn't very nice to me. Mm -hmm. And although none of it was ever like an assault, but it was, uh, it was just kind of like more about them than me. Yeah. 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 And that's not the place you want to be in. No, no, absolutely not. And like, some can be joyous. Like, some were fun. Like some were like really yeah. moments, fun things. But then looking back, I'm like, some were like, Ooh, like I remember waking up one of the worst. I woke up in this airplane hangar in like fucking by Dodger stadium with this limp dick in my ass cheeks to him farting so much and i was like god and i was like and i started gagging and then i woke up and it's like six in the morning i'm like i gotta go and he's like what and i looked back at him and i went like i i literally he looked worse than tom york from radiohead and if you know what tom york from radiohead looks like it's not a good looking man one eye is really small he i think they blink at different times like i was just and he was so (laughs) tiny and i was like what did i do like i'm not even attracted to this person at all like I was yeah. just fucking for fucking at that point. And it's just like, I'm like, I need you. I needed to find the balance of like, you know, I, I think I also was just like, was I, I was like trying to prove to myself that I wasn't ugly. Cause as soon as I moved here too, it was very hard to like, everyone's so fucking hot here. And I had gained a bunch of weight when I moved here because I was eating like fucking shit and just being a slob. And I was like, oh, I'm the fattest, grossest person here. So I was like trying to like, no, I'm not. These guys like me. It's like, no, no one likes me. I'm treating myself like a piece of shit. And I'm, that's what I'm getting in return kind of thing. But, now- but it is such a mind fuck because if when you like yourself, you know, and, and people tell you this all the time, and not you, when people tell people like, oh, when you like yourself, that's actually when you attract the right kind of energy. Mm-hmm. And it's such a mind fuck because you're like, cool, how do I like myself? <laughs> like when yeah. you're in a bad place, right? When you're in a bad place and people are just like, well, just like yourself, just be confident and like people will be attracted to you. And you're like, but. Or I could just like get wasted and like suck this guy's dick who is terrible Mm -hmm. and in that moment feel like he wants me. Yes. You know, like, like the notion, I mean, think about it. Women have been taught since the get that being wanted and desired is the most important thing Mm -hmm. above and beyond everything else. Someone wants, someone chooses you as their wife, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, how lucky. 
you, you how lucky. Oh, when I was in high school, I wanted a. I didn't. I never had boyfriends in high school. I I I gave a a sad two sad hand jobs uh, and got cum in my hair. It was a disaster, <laughs> and uh, and still called him all the time. And he was like, "I have caller ID. Please stop calling." And I was like, ah, "Okay, you're you're a big flirt, you know." Because <laughs> they say when a boy is mean to you, it means he likes uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like he's literally. So no, he's being but mean. um <laughs> yeah he's just being mean but uh i wanted a boyfriend so bad and i just remember thinking like if only a guy like picked me then i would have like everything would be okay everything in my life would be okay mm-hmm. and it's not true it's not true it, it it took me i'm not even exaggerating to this year to be like i can be happy on my own Cause I kept feeling like, even though I've like got over the sex act thing, I'm still a horny gal and still getting some fun when, when not, you know, which is, like, great. Was, which is great. And I'm happy with the person that I am like casually seeing right now. Just, we're just sleeping. It's fine. Um, but like, I'm finally at a point where I'm like, huh, I don't need a partner. I don't need some man to tell me that I'm worth it. I'm like, I'm happy with my career. I love my fucking dog. She's so sad. But I'm obsessed. She's, <laughs> but it's not. she's lying on me right now, and it's just like I'm like this. I I can be happy like this. I don't need to like. I don't need that that like partnership. Like it's like I have friends. I have like I I still like you know. I obviously kind of want it, but I'm like I can be happy without it. Like you, not everyone finds their person, and like I, it's been so dire out here that like I, it's it's sad to say this, but I don't even think I will anymore. You know what I mean? Like I was trying so hard to find it for so long. I'm like, I want a boyfriend. I want to find it. But now I'm like, I, I don't, I, I, I've been, I kind of went a few days with this guy this last couple of weeks and I, it, it wasn't working. And it was just like, I'm like, why am I forcing this? I should be at a show trying to get on another show or like working on my pilot. Like I shouldn't be like out there having these dates that are fine where I'm like, I'm wasting time. You know what I mean? Like well, it's I- such a side job. It's a side job out here. Well, I think, you know, I think the wasting time thing is a totally fair, I I think much like, you know, sex and whatever, dating should also feel good. Like it should be like mutually beneficial and feel good. Yes. I think that, well, I know this is probably some bullshit that people in relationships say to single people. So forgive me if I sound like an asshole, but I will say every single one of my friends that hit that point of like, I think I'm just done. I think like, I'm fine with being alone. It's totally okay. Every single one of them, I think when they had that piece was when they met the person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and again, this is just like, I think there's a huge difference between wanting it and needing it. Like when you need a Mm -hmm. relationship, when you need the likes on Instagram, there's something cosmic that either pushes it away or brings it, but it's like icky. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when I've needed somebody, I've either attracted nobody or was in like the worst relationship of my life, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I've been like, you know, I'm totally cool alone. I'm open to meeting someone if it happens, but if it's meant to be, it's, you know, like, and I hate the whole fucking meant to be thing because I know that's like an annoying saying people say, but I just think there's a real big, even with career, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's something I still don't have the balance with because I'm like, well, isn't wanting things goals, you know, or like, but, yeah. but I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, wanting things is different, but like needing to book something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it never fucking happens. No, but it's hard to not have that thought for, especially for career stuff. Cause it's like, wh- yeah, how like, other people are like, 
I'm watching some people who are doing very well manifesting, saying things like, I'm the best, I'm this. And I'm like, and then like, it's fucking working for some people. But then when I do that, I'm like, I'm the best. I'm like, but they, but, but, but saying you're the best can be wanting it yeah. and not needing it. Like to me, needing it, like I did an episode a few weeks, uh, a few weeks ago about I needed to do late night to feel like I should even be alive. Like that, that I was like so depressed and in such a bad headspace and it wasn't happening. And the second that like I flipped it and was like, Oh no, this is something I want to do, but like, I want to do a lot of things and my life is full and all this stuff. Then good things started happening, you know? So I, I, I think that's true. I don't know. I mean, it's just what I've seen. I, I believe that. Have you tried taking any time off of Instagram? I did like a week off. Like, this will help. And then it, it kind of did, but then it didn't really. I don't, you, well, so I don't keep any, I talk, it's so funny. This podcast ends up often going into my real existential crisis with social media. I, I feel like, I think we're all lying to ourselves and saying that it's not the worst, it, but it's uh, yeah, I don't keep any social media on my phone. Oh, that's good. I I did that a few years ago, so I have to like literally go to the internet on my phone to look at it, or I'll download it to post and then delete it. Okay. So that helped. So I've never taken a break in the sense of like, I'm specifically not going on for this week, but I have done things like, you know, I'm at the beach all day, so I'm not going to look at it. Or I I don't, I also don't, I I post like once a week with the podcast and then I'll usually post like another thing a week just so it's not just the podcast. But I over, I don't know. I'm an overthinker and I'm too fucking sensitive. Like I don't, my friend has said this to me many times. She's like, you were not built for the digital age. Like I should have been an adult (laughs) in the seventies, like at a fucking hippie fest, like no cameras, you Uh know, topless uh swinging around making making love you know (laughs) like uh that would have i think that would have been better for my dna than Mm -hmm. a screen but you know i mean i would have loved to be a teen in the 80s i always think back especially now with my hair i have like fucking mullet hair i'm like this i would have fucking rocked this shit out of some neon in the 80s are you kidding me Oh yeah, teen. I know I was a kid in the eighties. I knew I was kidding. I want to be. I want to be a teen. Yeah, I feel. I, I honestly, I think social media is bad, and I think there's. You're right. There's too much content out there, and there's too much um, body stuff. Like I'm so glad there's like a lot more body positivity stuff coming out, and like you know, someone says like Selena Gomez posted some bikini hair showing real bodies. Are like, I'm like bitch, that's still my goal weight. That's not a real body. Want to see a real body? I'll show you my fucking treasure trail right now that looks like my fucking head. Like. I have the fucking hairiest ass stomach. I have the hairiest ass. I have no, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm like, that's still not, you know. Oh still- yeah. The swimsuit photo I posted, little does anyone know, bikini line, wild, legs, unshaven, tits, fully hairy, you know, like. like all these things. I yeah. tease them literally every two days. Yeah, I have, I have like to. Christmas wreaths around my areolas. <laughs> They're just. I lifted the other day. Like I did a big lift, not areola, under. <gasps> Like I'm long course. Like I'm there. Yeah. It's bad. We we yeah. have like the same hair. I feel like texture, and it's like, yeah, we're getting I, uh, my ingrown hairs are out of control. I, I literally I, I can't even deal with it anymore. I just have I'm a pile of ingrown hairs, and that's it. Well, I'm like I'm sad. The mask mandate is coming back to LA for indoors and upsetting, but also don't have to worry about my mustache. Oh, is you it? know I'm gonna get some more yeah. color then. 
You're going to get what? More Kybella done. I got, that's another reason I'm like, I got confident in this fucking recently. I got, I got my double chin, um, dealt with. I was super self-conscious by double chin and Kybella is, uh, I feel like I should be a spokesperson because I'm always talking about it now, but I'm obsessed with it. It's injections, uh, that target specific fat cells and areas in your body. And it's mainly used for double chin and it fucking works. I had like a pretty big double chin and it's, it's at, at this point I've had seven vials so every vial is like a little bit of like, it's like maybe three or four uh, little injections. Um, and then most women get seven to 12 vials for their double chin to fully go away. And I'm at seven now. I'm probably going to do two more. Um, it's completely changed how I feel on stage, how I feel in person. Like it's crazy. I, wow. feel, I feel so much better. And it was like, doesn't matter what diet, I went, go on diet. I've gone on every diet. The chin doesn't move. Like I looked back at photos of me, like when I used to play sports high school, double chin. Still double chin. So it's like, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's so hard with anything physical because I 100% agree. Everyone is deserving of love and everyone mm-hmm. should love themselves. Yes. And I used to be real, um, I don't want to say judgmental, but definitely like, ugh, I would never get any surgery. Like I was like very like, ugh, uh, you know, I want to be natural. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely opened up a little bit. And I, I feel bad about how I was very like verbal about it. Because it's like, whatever makes you feel good, as long as you're not hurting someone. And as yeah. long as you're not doing something, because you need somebody else to see it and approve, you're yeah, truly yeah, yeah. doing it for yourself. Yeah. I guess it's like, mind your business. I'll tell you right now, I also got Botox. And you would never know I got three. It's actually you can see now because my crow's feet are coming back. But when they did the double chin, they were like, well, why don't we do a couple of that? Because they're like, you're an influencer. And I did get the Botox uh, for very cheap. I'm not gonna lie. So I have to do a video about it still for them. I have to do a Kybella video. Um, and shout them out. Uh, glow <laughs> aesthetics up in uh, up in Brasita. Um, But yeah, they, they did little that 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 three little inserts. And I was like, well, fuck me, no one noticed except me. And I'm like, I think I look good. I, and I was always same thing as you. I'm like, look, I'm going to get any fucking work done. Because I, I used to want a nose job when I was a kid. I had a savings yeah, account. Yeah, I did too. I had an envelope that I would put every every paycheck. I'd put 20 bucks in and I ended up getting like two grand. Oh, my God. Go. Oh, yeah. I was called fucking every fucking, I was Toucan Sam, Dante's Peak, everything. All the guys would just point and laugh at me. It was so fucking pathetic. And it took me like years. And finally, like my parents were always like, you're not getting it done. Nothing wrong with it. And then I think someone showed me, what's her name? Jennifer, um... Lawrence from Dirty Dancing. What's her name? Oh, yeah, Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray. She looked very different and strange after she got hers done. I was like, oh, uh-oh, don't like that. The Kardashians all have had. Kim Kardashian used to look very much more Armenian because she's Armenian. Mm-hmm. I have my dad's nose. And so growing up, I was always told how much I look like my dad, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I was like, oh, I look like a man. Yeah. And that would be... I would get comments on stand-up videos in the past saying I look manly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like they say that literally to any woman who is not a very, very tiny blonde. Mm-hmm. Everyone, uh, they ask, they, they go, is this a man? You get a manly. I get, I don't know if this is a man or woman on most of my videos. I yeah. have, there's it. My favorite YouTube comment I ever got was something like she's really funny but I'm so distracted by her huge man hands. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this information? Like you have normal hands. People are fucked. 
Yeah, I but can't. that, but that's like it's so. That's why it makes me so sad because there's there's so many things you said, and I I didn't know which things to dig more into. Like I didn't want to dig much more into the assault or the sex or whatever because I I don't I never want to push anyone too far on the show, and I want you to share what you feel comfortable you know, with. I wouldn't say like, it if I yeah I've I've talked about them before, not really the sex act thing, but the the assault before, and it's like I've processed it now, and it's like it's you know. Wait, how did you say? Did you say processed? No, I said I've processed the. Did I say it weird? Oh, processed? no, it's Canadian. Process. Processed. Yeah, processed. I processed the it now, That's but so like, cute. yeah, yeah. no, it's. I, there's a lot. I I did say a lot of things. I'm like, nah, 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 and you were like, no, but but I now? no, but I appreciated it because I feel like everything you said. First of all, people listening. I mean, I you know the thing with sharing stuff, as you know, as a performer and a writer and all that stuff. Just because someone's uh, exact scenario might might not be the exact same, mm-hmm. because we all have different, you know, insert specific incident here. The feelings around it are so relatable, and I do not know a single woman that has not felt like their body is in danger, mm-hmm. that their body is being used, uh, that their body is their value you know, and, and someone wanting their body is all that matters. You know, it's, it's so, I don't even know. I tried to do a joke like this before, but like, it doesn't work, but I'm just like, I can't believe that like misogyny and sexism and rape is still in, like, it's been thousands of years. Like, like, let's change, like, you know, like it's out. Yeah, it is out. No, you're right. It, it should be out. It's wild that it's still in. Oh my God. My mom is FaceTiming me on this phone. Is it? Oh, it's my dad's birthday and we have to sing happy birthday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want this to end on this. Please God end on this. Did you hear it? So did the ringing no, come through the, the it did not. That's so funny. And I want it's you to my, It's so funny that I'm sitting here being like, and men are this. And, and then da- the person daddy who taught me, <laughs> my daddy is calling because it's his birthday. Um, We yeah, didn't even get into dad's. <laughs> God, I was like, really, I can't believe I was just going hard about women's bodies and assault and whatnot. And there was a voicemail coming or a FaceTime coming through. Um, I adore you. This was so, um, eye opening. Look, anyone who's listening, yeah. I'm usually funny. You You're very be. funny. And you don't oh, also... This is so unfunny. Everything isn't always funny. I think not like, everything is funny. Some things are serious and some things, and you learn from them and like, you know, some, I'm sure I made a lot of the Tinder jokes became funny bits. A lot of those situations, yeah. um, you know, some didn't. And that's, uh, you got to compartmentalize them somehow and, you know, move on. Listen, I had a, you know, not to drop this bomb at the end of it, but I've, I, I mean, I had a long-term relationship with someone who ended up being very fucked up sexually and didn't, it's weird. Cause when you're in a relationship, it's hard to, he just was real creepy. Like he, I mean, I may as well say it because I've never talked about it in public, but I had, I was with someone who taped me without my knowledge, Oh, which is, and it was someone I was in a relationship with. Oh, did you get the tape? I I got it erased and there was a big, like, you know, he was crying that he has issues and then he went to therapy and he was going to kill himself if I left him and blah, blah, blah. And I, I feel like I never talked about it or shared it with people because it was my fault. Mm-hmm. for staying with him. And I felt a lot of shame about that. 
And it was also even more fucked up, not even more, but like it was, it wasn't a stranger. Yeah. You know? And so that, that like, it, it just proves how, um, brainwashed, you know, I don't want to speak for all women, but how brainwashed many women are into thinking my body's my only value. And then if something bad happens to my body, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. And it's sick. Yeah. It's, It's the opposite of your fault. And then you blame yourself and you're like, you did not, you did nothing wrong. That's the problem. Nothing. That's the hardest thing. I was like, I put myself there. I should have ran away. I should have kicked him. I should have done this. But it's like you, when you're in these situations, it's a whole different story and it's like a whole different scenario. So it's, yeah, we have to stop blaming ourselves for the shit that's yeah. to us because it's not right. Yeah. Well, not to just quickly go a different direction, but I end every podcast asking my guests, uh-huh. uh, should I get bangs? Yes. Wow, you're one of the only yeses. I, I they, they've changed my life. My bangs have you changed look my so life. cute. You, changed look my so, life. you have do you have thick hair? No, very thin hair. I have baby hair. I have baby fucking I have hair. Fi- I have like fine hair. You're, get bangs. Here's guess what? They'll grow back in. Everyone who asks me, I'm telling you right now, and I'll say this. I'm not saying you look any age. I'm not saying this. I have been going out for way younger roles and getting way more auditions since this hair, since the bangs, especially. It covers my, okay. like, all my, like, I have 11s bad. Like I have my, I have a very wrinkly forehead. No, I don't not anymore. See you later. Bye. No, but you don't, but I'm just saying like, it's really build my confidence up. I will say summer bangs, bad idea. They are sticking yes. to my head, but I, I recommend bangs. Guess what? They'll grow in. You don't like them. You put them back. Big dip, big dip, big deal. I literally just got a text from my sister saying the cake is melting. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm also melting. <laughs> God damn it. Tell your dad I said happy birthday. I'm like trying to have this serious podcast about bodies and assault. No, and I'm no, getting no. texts from my niece, my mom, and my sister saying it better candles be nice are burning. Okay. Okay. Go now. Thanks for having me. Wait, do you want to share? So anything you want to share with the audience? Just listen to Steph Infection, my podcast. That's it. That's all I ask. All right. I adore you. I le- I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you next week. We would just say I love you. I think so. I don't know what I was going to say. Okay, bye. I love you, Steph. I love you, Julie. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. So this is my 17th attempt to record an ending for this episode. Um, I I don't really know what to say. Um, I just re-listened to the episode, and I feel like at times I was a little awkward because Talking about assault can be really upsetting and uncomfortable and tricky. And I was trying to ask important questions, but also make jokes, but also be sensitive. And I hope that I did those things in a way that was responsible. Um, But the stuff, you know, it's just... um, it's upsetting. It's infuriating. Um, and if, if, you know, in listening to this episode, um, it brought up anything for you, I just want to send you some extra special love and remind you that you're not alone and you're supported. And I really appreciate you listening. Um, and that's it. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. I already said that. I guess I'll say it again. Uh, this is what happens when you try to record an ending, you start to overthink it. Now I'm like overthinking that I might end up recording another one. Hopefully not because enough is enough. Um, thanks for listening. Like, oh my God. I just said, thanks for listening three times in a row. What? 
see, this is what happens in your brain over thinks. Okay, for the fourth time, thanks for listening. If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. And until then, take care of yourself and, and take care of each other.